Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of the Serotonin Feel Good Podcast. I'm Sarah, your host here in this little podcast pocket I have created. I'm an underqualified millennial with a lot of opinions and a big mouth and I like to talk shit with my friends. So that's quite literally what I've created here on the internet. Um, This is my first podcast ever, just as a disclaimer. So I don't expect it to be perfect and neither should you, so please be kind. Um, But otherwise, I'll just jump straight in. Hopefully I'll learn something today and maybe you guys will too. Well, how much do you make in your job? So I'll get you guys to introduce um, yourselves now. So Aria, if you want to go first. Hi, my name's Aria. Um, I've been dancing for nearly two years now. So yeah, my name is Aston. I've been dancing for about a year and a half now. Stripping specifically. Well, I've done top of sweatering um, for multiple years now and cocktails and stuff. Um, I'm just going to jump straight into some of the questions that people have asked. Um, so we can start having a chat about those and see where we go from there. So everybody wants to know how you get into it or how you guys specifically got into stripping. Um, for me, I was kind of always interested in it. One of my friends at the time, she was in a situation where like she kind of had to move out of home. And so we sort of talked about it as a joke, like just an extra way to get money. Um, and we sort of just started on a whim. Like I remember just messaging a club's Instagram page and was like hey are you hiring they said yep and I went in and I interviewed on a Thursday and then I worked for Friday Saturday Sunday and then um yeah it was ever since like it was just a really quick easy process to get hired what about you Aston I assume it's probably a little bit different it is yeah the both industries are very different so um part of my friends was working for Magic Men so I'm generally curious um about the lifestyle of the job and how it works. So after I spoke to him, I decided to give it a shot, um, which was the first company I worked for, which was Magic Men. And I obviously had my audition and I passed and went further, but that was just um, topless weathering, which is um, what I started with. And that was actually the stage where me and my friends did a three months body transformation where I lost eight kilos and gained a lot of muscle. So, you know, I looked sort of half decent and, um, but it might be um might be good to actually use the physique in some sort of way and to actually have more motivation to um you know to stay fit. So um it was it was mainly mainly the motivation to stay fit, but also also the money and the lifestyle that it it has. Uh started off by just doing topless weathering and moved up to um making cocktails and then eventually stripping. Um my dancing background also made it easier for me to um, choreograph my own routines and make it a really good performance. Um, so the second question I have is, do your family know? And if not, what do you tell them that you do? My family do not know. They think I've just got the same job I used to have when I started. So I was working in retail full time for two, just over two years um, and earning heaps of money and then dancing on the weekends and so my family think that I still do that um and you know the ones I have on social media like they never see my story if you know I've got makeup on or going out um and if they have they probably just think I'm like an alcoholic going out every Friday Saturday but yeah they just think I'm in retail still they have have no idea I'd probably tell them 
when I stop because you know I don't think they would really care like I've got a really loving accepting family but I do think they would see me a little bit differently um and as well there is a lot of stigma around it so probably once I finish you know once I'm working in my career I'll be like you know that was something I did for a while but for now it's just my little secret I guess uh, so I tell my family that I do topless weathering I've been telling them since the beginning and um I do tell them that I dance, but I'm pretty sure the assumption of dancing would be the different kind of dancing. <laughs> I don't think they fully understand that I take all my clothes off. Um, his mum his mum is like, you know, keep your undies on. And he's like, yeah, yeah. It's not like they're concerned about it. And it's not a big deal in my family. Like, we've never really um, had a massive conversation of what it is specifically. And I, I do think that they respect, you know, whatever I do in my decisions. And, um, you know, um, I am still starting. I'm finishing my honours next year. I do have another Monday to Friday job. And my entertainment is just um, a weekend um, side hustle for me. Just, you know, get um, that extra cash and, and as motivation factor to stay fit, really. All right. So I guess that can also kind of lead into my next question. So I feel like there is a little bit of a difference of how you're treated if you're a male stripper and a female stripper. So the next question is like, what are the main differences in the industry for men and women? That's a really good question. I think a lot of the male strippers, particularly the ones that match with men, they are really big about like promoting themselves and, you know, they're really proud of what they do um, and sort of not afraid to show it. I think females, it's a little bit different. Like there's definitely some girls who are really out about it and just, you know, post all the time um, their photos. But I think the majority keep it very quiet. Um, and it's just something they do. Like they go to work, they come home. But I think men sort of advertise it. And I think people look up to it a lot more. Like I think it's, I think it is a bit of a double standard that, you know, for men to do it, it's like so cool. And for females to do it, I That's think it's true. just, you know, or oh, whatever, like she's just a stripper kind of thing. So I think, I think how it's perceived is very different. Um, yeah, what do you think? Well, to begin with, it's different kind of industries, different from males and male and female strippers because mm-hmm. females mostly work in a club, whereas, yeah, that's as you one. said, um, promoting is really important for males because we normally um, most of the shows that I do are private. So like your hands parties, um, you know, any kind of occasion where the girls um, get together, like I've done um, cocktails and strip and full strip shows for like a whole volleyball team mm-hmm. or um, for birthdays, you know, there's, um, there's really different kinds of occasions for it. And I, I would say club club shows is not where you get the money because you do, um, do a show for all the girls and the show lasts, you know, you can be on stage for only so long. And we don't really do um, like private one-to-one um, like lap dances. Lap dances, yeah. yeah. I, I wish that's we did. That's that's how it works in America. I think I'm pretty sure they do it in America. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, earning money is the another sort of dividing factor. Like most females work in clubs, and then you make your money off doing private dances. Um, there's definitely girls who do shows, but generally they don't get paid to do the shows. It's more advertising for themselves, and you know girl's amazing on the stage then guys are going to book her naturally so that's a big one the money 
that kind of leads into my next question. I love the flow of this. All the questions are kind of leading into each other. So everybody wants to know how much do strippers make or how do you get paid? Like, does the club take a cut or how much do you earn and that kind of stuff? Uh, it, it's so up and down. I've worked at, I think, four different clubs now. And every club will take a house fee. So basically at the start of the night, you pay X amount to work. And, you know, on a Tuesday night at 7 p.m., you might pay like $50 to work. But if it's a Saturday at like midnight, you might pay 150 So we basically pay your house fee and you keep what you make. But usually clubs will take a cut of VIPs. All clubs will take a cut of VIPs because you're getting a lot of money um, and they take like a booking fee for the room. Um, but in terms of how much you make, it's so up and down because, you know, there's nights that I could make an entire month's salary. Oh, you could make $20 and on a $100 house fee, so you've gone to work, you've lost 80 Or, you know, you go to work for three hours on a Sunday and you walk out with two grand. It's, it's really hard to say. Like, you never guaranteed your money. And, you know, some Wednesdays are better than the Saturday. So it's very, very hard to say. So, like, I think everyone has the assumption where you kind of just go in, you dance, get paid, and then they take, like, a certain cut of your pay. So that's interesting to no, know how that works. Yeah. Because even for going on stage, you generally, you can pay to not go on stage which is another thing like some girls do, like they just don't like going on stage. So they might pay $50 to not go on stage. But then in saying that you could go on stage and make $50. But generally, yeah, like, I guess for me on a weeknight, like I'm really happy with $500. Like that's really good to me. On a weekend, I'm like really happy with 1000 But it doesn't always go like that. And I expect that would also be another um, difference in the industry for men and women. So what about you, Aston? What's pay like? Yeah, so normally I work Saturdays and Sundays because that's when normally um, the girls have their hands parties or their birthdays because they would obviously have a Monday to Friday job and they would be working on a Friday. And as you know, Every hands party, they, they, they do their makeup, they do their hair. So if it's, it happens every <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, they, they, they go full on. So they come here on Friday. Well, I, some, I have some jobs on different days, but most my majority of my jobs are on Saturday and Sunday. So um, the only similarity between the two is that um, the company, I work for multiple companies, um, three um, specifically. And um, for example, a company like Magic Men, um, Regardless if you're doing it a private or it, it's the show, they take 50% of it. If I'm getting paid 150 bucks, like for example, for a strip, they'd be charging you 300. And the only, the way, the only way to find out how much they would be charging is um, by someone like me that actually worked for him and knows how much I get paid. And I have, you know, went on the website and had a look um, how much they're charging. So if you want a topless letter, for example, it would be, um, you know, it costs you 100 bucks an hour. And you know the words will get fifty, and and it goes on. Um, for another, company, I didn't realize the cut was so big. That's a lot. Yeah, and the other companies that I work for are different. So because um, I work for another company that did like a mobile cocktail bar, so heaps of packages would include cocktails and you know and strip shows and everything else. So the pay is different. So for example, I couldn't. I know how to make every cocktail. Um, I'll be getting paid way more than fifty dollars an hour. 
and um and i you know if the girls wanted to strip you know i could also do the full show and it just works out much better yeah. as a topless waiter in in magic man for example that's the difference between the companies you, you just get a waiter that's it you can you can give them drinks they can make you some drinks but it will never be the same as making full-on cocktails like you know espresso martinis and whatnot yeah. females as well i've not really done private so i've done i work for a place that's it's like a venue that hosts private functions um but i've never really done a normal private but it does work the same that you can be paid 100 i think it's 100 dollars an hour but i think the girls get 80 but it's topless waitressing too like you know you've got your boobs out and then i guess you pretty much just serve beers and you know read the room um actually no i have done privates before which was cash which is 100 dollars an hour but um you can do shows and stuff but that's usually extra so I guess that's, but that's not really as much as, um, yeah, it actually males. it is the, it works the same way for males. So I, but obviously it depends on how many bookings you've got because you, um, you know, you go into a club, you never know how much you're going to make. I go into a private and I know exactly how much. Sometimes you look up to a job and you, you know, you're expecting just to make cocktails, but then they want a full show and, you know, and, and the rest. So. Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard question how much we make because it's always different. And I guess that's part of the industry. Like you, it's hard to always know exactly what you're going to make. So the most I've made, um, obviously, I reckon people listening to this podcast would want to know numbers. Mm. Um, I've made $1.8,000 a day, which was on the Saturday. Um, on average, on average, um, I would have maybe two to three jobs, which could be around a thousand. Or I could, I could even, sometimes I would even have one job, you know, um, like I've, I'll get booked on the Sunday to do like two hours of topless weathering or whatever. It doesn't matter what sort of job it is. If it's a strip or just a topless weathering cocktails, I always take it. So, um, went on, I worked mm-hmm. every weekend for months and months. Me too. Yeah. So yeah, there's always jobs. Well, for if you, you know, if you do, um, if you are fit and you know, you're keeping up with, you maintain your physique and yeah. you know, you always promote yourself and, and you always, um, make sure you do a good job at every hands party you always get booked for the next one yeah it's a lot of our personality personality is what gets you booked again speaking of that um the last kind of serious question before we move into some more light harder question um is about career paths so um do you guys plan on doing this for a while making a career out of it or anything like that yeah i guess for me um I to to honestly for me to stay sane, I always needed to go into this having, I guess, a game plan and it was always that it would always be a job and I wouldn't get caught up in the lifestyle, which a lot of girls do, you know, some girls work five nights a week and earn five thousand dollars. And if they have stopped that, you know, what other job are they gonna have to uphold their lifestyle? So for me it was always, you know, get through uni and then, you know, get my career job when I can but even then I might go in for the cheeky shift but I do enjoy it so I've got another year and a half of uni and then if I do a master's degree which is on the books that's another year and a half but you know if at any time during then I want to stop I can and I could go back into retail or I could go into another field so yeah just until I don't want to do it anymore (laughs) when I'll stop I guess yeah a couple years yeah I guess it's kind of similar I am um starting full-time as well and have another job as i mentioned before um but um 
my weekend job is, you know, everyone says it's important to be mind to find a job and, you know, um, you have to study and you have to do this, do that. You always get told what to do. But at the end of the day, um, I'm studying something, something I'm interested in and something that is more hands-on that your, norm, your um, basic degree would be. And um, my weekend job, you know, is an, is an escape from your mind to create a job into something you enjoy doing, um, into something fun. And, you know, if it brings in extra cash and is a good motivation to stay fit, you know what, so be it for, you know what, um, for as long, as long as, you know, and I need to be. But um, I think maybe when I get my, um, when I get into my career and I'm finishing honours um, next year, and if I get into uh, my career, I might still do it for a bit but I'm not sure. Um, I think, uh, yeah, there's not really a, um, a, a time limit on it. Yeah, plus um, um, me and my friend, um, so one of the companies that we worked for got shut down and we opened up a new company, which is called Travis and Co. And that's why one of the reasons, um, one of the reasons I think I might stay in the industry for a bit, um, you know, for a while, because um, we believe in just delivering a different kind of experience for the girls and, and the hands parties. Um, you know, for example, um, bringing in Magic Man, obviously, yeah, they've got really big strippers that um, they have massive following. Like that, millions. That, um, that you know, you know that everyone thinks they're amazing, you know, they book them. But in the end of the day, I've seen their shows and it's, you know, it's all right, you know. You know but but um, me and my friend worked for, um, for, the, for the other company for ages and realized that, you know what, girls, um, there's a lot of hand spies that also want um, a couple of guys that come in, they know how to make cocktails, they know how to adapt to the crowd. Because um, we normally do cocktail packages, so we get um, comfortable with the girls. We have, we speak to the girls, and they become really comfortable and really uh, warm to us. And then they um, they're really comfortable with the strip show and everything else. And I, every time I do strip show, I always make sure um, you know to ask um, how far do you want to go? Because you know some I've had some um, um, a Greek Maltese like <laughs> different there's different backgrounds that obviously want the more underwear, conservative. The more conservative, the one underwear on. I'm like fair enough. It is still a full show. It is still making your hands nut, you know, um, and still delivering um, that has that experience that um, they're after, you know, with, without any nudity, well, without any, yeah, without taking your underwear off, um, off. but you know, 99% of the time they want it off, <laughs> regardless, so. Why wouldn't they? Um, yeah, so if I'm passionate about the company and, you know, um, it takes off well, which um, I believe it will, because it's a different kind of experience, you know, we want the girls to have the best night, and, Management's very basic. Yeah, and the kind of feedback we've been getting from the girls have has just been astonishing. Like the kind of value we provide to the girls with, you know, they might be paying sixty bucks a person. They get unlimited cocktails for four hours. They get two, three double oh sweaters, and they get a strip show. It is, it is, it is amazing value if that you think about good. it. Can, <laughs> yeah, make, no, you can come to Melbourne. With hi, can I do that make, on the weekend? <laughs> absolutely, and like we make cocktails that. You know, you would pay 25, 30 bucks at a bar. We make, you know, espresso martinis, strawberry duckeries, pina coladas, like, you know, you name it. So I'm learning so much because, like, I've had, um, I've I had like a hen's party where men's come and give a lap dance and, like, not a lap dance, but like they do the show and they dance on one of the girls sure. and whatnot. Um, and I think it might have been Magic Men, the company. Do they, are they around like Sydney as well? Yeah, they yeah. never stay. Okay. Same as the company I work for. Yeah, I think, I think we had a Magic Man one and it was very, like, what you'd expect. It was a bit tacky. He came in and, like, <laughs> put the boombox down and danced on us. What, what did he dress up as? 
he was a, a firefighter. Cop. He was a cop. Oh. Um, he had like moisturizer that he was like throwing around the room as well. I was like, don't get on with furniture. Um, but it was yeah it was kind of what you'd expect and then I've been to a strip club where I've had a dance off a girl as well and that I feel like that was like more intimate and more like saucy definitely yeah um, definitely but it was I don't know it was almost more cheeky having the guy come and do a show whereas like the girl was more intimate yeah that's a good point actually I think for men it's more like entertaining and women it's more sexual it's both but yeah it's definitely more intimate but it also really depends on the stripper obviously because some male strippers just come to entertain everyone um and do a show to one girl whenever i do my shows i make sure it's intimate it's entertaining there's some shrieks and dances that dance moves that people you know girls never seen before would look and go wow and you know i make sure it's when i do a strip i so just on one girl or two or three but I'm doing a dance on but it's also I make sure to you know to jump on at least five six girls out of the crowd like just all you just In, whatever everyone yeah, yeah because you know you want to um uh, make sure everyone has a good time and you know if um and I normally get told I normally you know I normally set up the strip and whatever I'm on um, whatever I do um whenever it's a cocktail package and a strip whatever's just a strip I just break in the door and just do a strip on whatever you know, the girls know that I'm coming, so they kind of... Pretend to be the yeah, police. So they tell me who, um, yeah, they tell me who the hands is, what dress she's wearing. I pick her up, throw her around, and go from there. But also, when it's a cocktail gig, and I know I'm doing a strip, I set it up, and I always get told, you know, this is the godmother. Make sure she has a good time. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so, so much so, better. So, so, I... Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like it. That's why I put a fair bit of effort in it. You uh, had a repeat godmother, didn't you? You did one... It was quite old. Yeah, so once um, um, I had, you know, uh, we have to test the cocktails at the at the hen's party, so I did have a few drinks, <laughs> and I did I did the strip, and um, I did the show in the end. It was like half an hour before um, a five four hour gig ends, and um, I did the strip, and I remember that they they told me of oh, the godmother in the white dress. Um, you need to you need to make sure you know you give it a little attention. I'm like, yeah, straight. Um, and little did I know, half of the girls are wearing white dress. Um, and I, and you know, I, my vision was pretty blurry. I had a few drinks, you know, just to. I was testing out the new cocktails. <laughs> and uh, long story short, I finished my strip. You know, I'm riding naked. I'm riding literally. So I'm in the bathroom naked and holding the door. And I normally, you know, with the guys that I work with, um, they know how, how it works. I'm like, you know, just knock, um, you know, twice, and I'll I'll, I'll open up. And I hear all these knocks. About five people are knocking. And, you know, they're screaming, you missed the godmother. And I'm thinking, shit, did I miss the godmother? And I'm like, yeah, she's there. You're going to come back? I'm like, well, I've got no clothes here. So bring me at least a pair of underwear on, will you? So um, so then they kept, they kept knocking. And I opened up the door. And I'm literally wearing nothing. I'm holding, you know. <laughs> I'm holding my package with my hand. Open the door. And one of the chicks rocks up and gives me um, my singlet and a uh, pair of underwear. So I had to quickly put on a pair of underwear and singlet. I run outside and the godmother sitting there and everyone's screaming. And I'm like, well, round two, that is. <laughs> so you know, um, I always make sure to get the job done. I didn't, I didn't try to make it all. But you saw her at another party, didn't you, the godmother? Uh, yeah. So the that, same god, one. that same godmother, <laughs> I've, seen at, I've seen a godmother at, I'm no joke, free hands, by the way. <laughs> And it's not, do, you reckon, and it's, do you reckon there's no hens? She just wants an excuse to see you? 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't give my number to her. Um, but like, um, I think, I think because she has a lot of daughters that are, that were getting married and, you know. Um, right. So these are just the questions that I got that I thought like were a little bit funnier or just a bit nicer to finish on. So one of the questions that I got, which was, I thought was funny because I was like, I probably would. Um, and it is, do you get turned on when you strip? No. No. There, it's, you do see it as a job. Like there's definitely guys and I'm sure girls that you dance on that you find really attractive, but just the environment you're in and just everything that's going on around you is very distracting. So yeah, you don't, not really. There was one time where I was working at a private function and I was working with one of my really good friends and the buck and the best man were like these Italian guys are like really, really fit. And then we ended up doing like a bath show with them. So we come out of the change room and they're like these two Italian guys, a six pack sitting in their undies in this bath. <laughs> and we're like, Oh my God. And so we love that. And like, like we can't believe we're getting paid for this. But then um, <laughs> and the buck ended up calling his dad over. And, you know, we're doing this in front of everyone. So he calls his dad over who had a, such an Italian name like Luigi or something. And then they um, end up getting him to take off his shirt and jump in with us as well. And so we're like, you know, doing these little dances on these two really hot Italian guys. And, you know, splash, splash, dad. Like, so that was probably the closest I've come. But it's, you know, it's a very intimate experience, but we're sort of making that for the client, for us. It's very much, you know, how do I explain it? It's a job. Like it's, yeah, it's very interpersonal for us, but our job is to make it feel very personal for the client. I'm sure yeah. it's the same for. Yeah, it's more so um, how the client feels and if they enjoy it. It's, it's all about them, not us. So. You know, we always make sure they have a good time and, you know, make it intimate for them. They might assume that we're doing it because we also like it, but that's that's an, mm. that's not true. Um, do I get turned on? Um, no. Well, uh, every I'm sure if you ask any male stripper, and you know what, this is probably the biggest common misconception that everyone mm -hmm. thinks, oh, you're male stripper. It's, you know, you see a girl and you get turned on like that. It's so wrong because, you know, for me, for example, I've got so many songs in my routine and I know exactly what I'm doing at every single, every single song that comes on. I know exactly what I'm doing here. I know exactly what move I'm doing there. And it is important to, um, to actually follow your routine because you've got, I've got so many moves in my routine and so many things to do within those eight songs, for example, that um, if I lose track, I'm just not going to remember everything mm. because there's so much going on. Um, you know, I have to know when, when, you know, girls on the chair, when I have to put on the ground, I have to do this trick, or I have to jump on someone else because, you know, there's so many things to do. And, um, so it's, it's, it's almost impossible to get turned on. Very focused. For Very females focused, as well, yeah. like you you have to be, you know, aware at all times, like where their hands are. And, you know, if you turn around to go and sit down, you need to make sure like the guy hasn't done something like put his hands over his lap. So like you'll sit on his hands, which, you know, they try to do. It's funny as well because we get, or I get that question a lot from young guys. So like young guys will come in and say, like, oh, you know, you must love dancing for me because, 
you know, I'm one of the young ones or the ones who think they're really good looking will say, oh, you know, do you ever get turned on? Um, and so I like to just <laughs> lower their ego a bit and saying things like when a guy says, you know, what happens when a hot guy comes in and, you know, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know, it hasn't happened before, you know, things like that. Because um, it's the young guys who get really arrogant and think, oh, you know, you must be enjoying it. But I would much rather dance on an older person you know who's paying me double the amount then dance on a young guy who's you know attractive but just won't stop talking about himself that makes a lot of sense actually because I guess you have so much to think about so it's not for you at all like while you might have fun doing it it's really not um I've got a couple more questions um so this one was do you practice in the mirror yes (laughs) well I practice (laughs) <laughs> I do pole dancing um I go to class and I look at tricks and I'll practice on my own and stuff um floor work I'll, I'll do a pole and I'll sort of look and see how something looks but in terms of lap dancers you kind of um you kind of just look around like when other people are doing it and you see the moves they do and you think okay I might try that next time um and, you know, it's kind of trial and error. Like, you know, if you see a girl do like this really cool, like they somersault into a guy's lap, I could probably do that. But, you know, <laughs> if you do it on a customer where you have no idea what you're doing, it's probably not going to end well. I've practiced on um, Aston a bit now <laughs> just sure to try it. But, it's, it's, but it, it's, such, it's more of a joke because it's, you know how will this look and he's like oh you know you're crushing me or whatever it goes, it goes the same way like oh yeah when you know, i'll do i'll do me. a cheeky butter or something and she, she's like i just laugh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right then well i'll do butter on someone else then i was like please do it on someone else because i find it's so much of a novelty of it i don't i see more the entertainment side of it rather than the sexual side of it which yeah, that's true. i think comes from me being in the industry myself so yeah, if you do a body roll on me, I feel like you're just performing on me. Yeah, but in the um to answer the question, um, yeah, I do practice my mirror. So if you ask any male stripper, the most important thing um to learn is just to do a body roll, which is you know to grind on a chick, you have to jump on her and do a body roll. That is the, the most the most basic male magic stripper mic skill. Stuff. Yeah, and um and the only way to get it, you ask any any male stripper, I'm sure they would tell you it's just you and the mirror for a long time. Um, you can watch videos. You can do it. You can you can watch a million videos. No video is gonna actually um, teach you how to do it. I thought that'd be the answer. I mean, like I practice in the mirror. I don't even do it. So um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you guys would. We've got the last question, um, which I thought would just be a fun thing to finish on, um, kind of like as a conversational thing and a little bit of a story time. So it was like, do you have any horror stories? But I don't want to limit to that. So horror stories or anything funny or any favourite stories? I definitely think I've got a lot of stories which people might see as horror stories, but in the industry, it's pretty normal. Like, Having your underwear stolen is quite normal. Like guys like to take trophies. Um, but in terms of like a crazy story, it's hard to yeah, it's hard to um depends where you um in your whole stories. I've definitely had my stuff um taken away, especially after I've done the strip. They and love I, souvenirs. And I'm like you know I'm like to to the topless waiters that are working with me and the guys that are working with me. I'm like 
well, where's the rest of my stuff? Where's my belt? You know, for my copy outfit. Where's my gun? It's not a real gun. Where's my metal torch? Where's Where's all that? And then I look at a girl in the corner and she's wearing all that. And she's dancing <laughs> for her friend's Instagram. And I'm, and I'm just wearing my... But um, horror stories here. It's hard to say because there's, you know, there's little things that happen which I guess it could be a horror story, but it's just a lot of it's kind of normal. Like the more you've been in the industry, the, le- the less surprised you get at people doing yeah. things. For females, we definitely get a lot of interesting requests. And like I've had a guy who wanted to pay me, I think, $50 to sit on his lap and pee. And I'm oh. like, no, yeah. Um, I wouldn't even do that for five hundred dollars or anything. And like my undies are worth more than fifty dollars. I had one guy who paid me two hundred dollars to kick him in the balls, and I was like, easy, because he was he enjoyed it, and I'm like, that's fine. And he wanted me to, um, so I was standing on the couch next to him, and he literally wanted me to jump down and put my knee in his balls. And I was like, all right, and he paid me two hundred bucks. Um, Oh a lot God. of feet guys, um, like they just want to massage your feet. And you're like, well, whatever, please. It's been 10 hours. I don't really, for me personally, I don't have any major horror stories. Um, I've definitely had people cross the boundaries, like they'll try to touch me inappropriately or, you know, they'll take my underwear or um, they're just rude. But Yeah, we yeah. all get that in the industry. Like, you know, yeah. getting pulled into the bedroom and... Mm. Um, you know, they won't go, they try to stick a finger up my ass. Um, you know, just, um, they are normally allowed to touch, you know, like, um, and most of them are very nice. Like most of the females, you know, if they want to touch you, unless they're really drunk, they come up to you and be like, oh, can I touch you? You know, that's fine. And, um, you know, but unless they try to touch you properly, a couple of try to grab my dick, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're wearing jeans and stuff, but um, most of them are most of them are right. It's not, it's not a, it's not. A, I've never had like a terrible accent. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think people find it cool what kind of um, environments, especially male strippers, what kind of environments they do because hence party is a big deal mm. for any for anyone who's getting married. You know, it's hence party could be your last hence party in your life. You know, hopefully, and, and yeah, <laughs> and, um, hopefully, yeah. Or, or but, you know, um, we do get um. We do get some um, divorce parties, you know, and stuff. Oh, so, that's, that's so vibe. good. I would love that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, last time we went was um, and we went hands party, and you know, we were like, um, we always make sure in the end we get some reviews and stuff, and you know, book us for the next event. And a couple of the girls like, yeah, um, yeah, we'll definitely book it. Like, oh, hands party, is it? Like, um, yeah, a divorce party. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> okay, so well, good. Divorce party, that is. But uh, yeah. I'm lucky um, I haven't had any horror stories, but the more I think there was a time that someone's dad came into the club and that was really bad um, and he saw her. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah, that was re- yeah, that was really bad. And he came in on the suspicion that she was working. We've lost it. Yeah, that was really bad. You do hear some stories about the drugs, like some girls just get messed up on the drugs and then... Yeah, I've had more crazy stories. Like there was, I remember there was this guy who came in on a Sunday, and then um, I literally just went up to talk to him for like five minutes, and then he took me to VIP for an hour, and he gave me like twelve hundred dollars just to have a chat. So that was <laughs> that was a good story. 
it's, it's honestly pretty normal. It's normal, yeah. We could both, um, you know, we've both uh, been in the industry for a while. Um, well, you've been in the industry for longer than me, mm -hmm. um, or stripping specifically. Um, but, um, you know, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen a lot. And, you know, it kind of becomes normal and you react to it in a way that, um, you know, helps the situation and stuff. Just to go around it or be nice or whatever. So, it kind of becomes normal. So, uh, I guess we could all um, keep going on about stories that we've had that people would find interesting, but there's millions of them. Um, well, I think that's all we've really got time for. If I'd say that, I think we've probably went over time, but that's all right. Um, thanks for chatting, guys. I've actually learned so much and I hope everybody else has as well. Um, was there any thanks last things you yeah, guys wanted you. to say? Honestly, I think that's everything. We've covered all of it. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say though, like if I could give any advice to customers coming in to the clubs is honestly like just be respectful especially at respect the rules respect the prices the boundaries of the girls and everything like that and like you're going to have a good time um and the better time we're having the better time you're going to have so i guess that's my parting words is yeah just honestly treat the girls and the guys with respect how you'd want to be treated pay money and have a good time basically absolutely i agree yeah yeah all right well i'll leave it there then all right guys that's all for the first episode of my podcast thanks so much for listening this was kind of just a fun little experiment um i whipped it up on garage band so <laughs> i don't know how the quality will be but hopefully you guys enjoyed it um i do plan on getting better at this the more i try but i hope you guys learned something i hope you had fun i had a lot of fun making it and yeah, I'm just really happy that I get to share this kind of stuff with people. So I'll see you next time. I